Welcome to the Smut Hive. This is your trusty spoiler alert. This is our deep dive into our favorite romance books. We'll be spoiling all the good stuff. If you don't want to know yet, come back after you finish the book. And because we care, here's a little warning. We're going to be talking about sensitive topics that might be upsetting to some. Explicit language, sexual situations, such as questionable consent, abuse, and assault. Just a blanket statement of all the triggers. Hello, everybody. Hey there. Welcome back to the Smut Hive. Uh, We are on episode three. Um, We're going to get right into this. We're excited. So... (laughs) This one is called Den of Vipers. Um, It is written by K.A. Knight. We have lots to say. We do. And you've probably already heard about this book because it did kind of become this like huge TikTok sensation, um, you know, during quarantine and pandemic. And that's how actually we learned about it and read it for the first time. Um, But it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It's long. I am going to put out there. It is 654 yeah, pages. It's a long one. Um, which, before we even get into that, I'm going to say right away, it's like 350 pages. Way too long mm-hmm. than what it needs to be. But um, yeah, we're like she like Morgan said, we're going to get right into talking about it because there is so much to cover Good in this stuff. book. Good stuff. Too. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um. So... We just want to start off um, with the cover art on this one. We didn't do this with the previous ones, but we both really liked this cover. Um, It's badass. It's very, like, mysterious. It's Um, great art. Yeah. Absolutely great art. It really does draw you in. I mean, normally in the romance genre that we see, you know, books that usually have like, you know, half naked guys on the cover of it. And you're like, okay, I'll read that for its substance. But um, this is literally just an art piece. It's, you know, Den of Vipers. So it's Vipers, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of wrapped around. So, I mean, it really does catch your eye. And and she did, the author did an amazing job picking the cover. I agree. I agree. Um, So we're going to go ahead and score this bad boy and then get on in. Well, and two, just yeah. to, this is considered a dark romance oh, mm-hmm. reverse harem yes. with tons and tons of tropes attached to it, mm-hmm. as well as I feel like almost an additional um, kind of disclaimer yeah. and trigger warning needs to be yeah. said. Yeah. Again, there is a lot of crazy and nasty yeah. um, in this book. So I just feel like if you are a person that's easily offended, you should walk yeah. away and just not right. at all pick up this book. A trope is a something that can easily offend somebody. Yes. There's a lot of those. Tons. So, um, a reverse harem, should we say? We'll say it's a girl and like four guys, four guys, sometimes three, this one's four. Um, we are going to score the men as a one general score, but we'll talk about each one individually. The, I guess I'll start the girl for me, Roxy, I actually liked her. I wasn't super annoyed with her like I usually am with most of the girls. Um, I'm probably going to give her a seven and a half out of ten. She was super just badass. I just liked her. Um, The men, 
Ooh, I like two. I don't like two. I'm just going to be an eight because the two that I like, I really like. I think ours are probably the same. Plot. Eight out of ten. Like there's shit going on. But it's kind of like centralized. You're like in one place. Overall book. I'll give it an I'll give it an eight out of ten overall. What about the sex? Oh, sex. Oh nine out of ten. Okay. Yeah, that's mine. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give um, our main character, Roxy, I'm going to give her a four out of 10 <laughs> because she did annoy me. And the four dicks that she's getting in her score are for the idea that she is a little badass, but she's extremely repetitive. Mm, yeah. Um, and again, that has to do with how long this book is. Um, so it maybe if it wasn't as long, she might not be a four, but she, right now she's a four. Um, the men... Out of the four men, I only like one, and oh. I only kind of like him. Mm. I really want to punch all of them in the throat. <laughs> so um, I am going to probably give them a six. Um, the sex, I'm also going to give a six. We'll, we'll get into all of that later, mm -hmm. but I've, I've got issues, big issues. Yeah. Um, and overall, I'm only going <clears> to <throat> give it the entire book with its plot and everything is six. I feel like... Um, the reverse harem genre is not that much of a shock anymore. Um, and I feel like we're almost using it as an excuse to put in some like crazy sexual situations yeah. to see if you can shock people. Um, and I don't even think I was shocked as much as I was just like, no, no to all of you. Just no. So it was not my favorite book, but, um, and I am not like reverse harem is not my cup of yeah. tea because any more than one man. And that's just way too much. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, to even try to make the book more interesting. Um, so I didn't feel the need for all of it, but, um, you know, basically this is almost kind of set up like some of your basic, like mafia or captive, um, you know, captivity type of kidnapping situations, where you've got these four men and they're called the Vipers, but it's Ryder, Garrett, Kenzo, and Diesel. Um, and they like run the city. So whatever city that they're in, I think it's like somewhere in England or whatever, just based on the accents alone um, from the audiobook. That that again was also a hot fucking mess. I don't read audio um, or I don't listen to audio. I the voices freak me out i don't i can't get into it when i do yeah. that so i read all all the books well this again long book so yeah. i'm like okay i have shit to do like let's audio yeah. this bitch and i'm from the like the third word of the book and i'm like i hate you i hate everything <laughs> about you your voice is just bad and it's the same guy, I think, that voices all four of the men. But in order to make them different, all he does is, like, bring some phlegm up in his throat and, like, change his accent. Ew. And then it, it just ended up being creepy. There was nothing that was sexy, like, yeah. that was being said. But no, no just no. But um, so, I mean, these are four badass men. They run the city. Not in, like, you know, they're all kinds of nefarious and this guy owes them a debt and he doesn't have the money to pay up. So he was like, listen, I've got this daughter. You can have her. 
And that's where we meet Roxy. Roxy owns this bar called mm-hmm. Roxers and like, you know, little shit part of town. And but she's a badass in her own bar. Like people don't yep. fuck around. And she's estranged from her father. And these guys like show up to say, you know, we own you now. Right. She does beat the shit out of. With her bat. Yeah, with yeah. her bat. She does beat the shit out of two of them, which immediately for me, I was like, all right, I can get down with this chick. Like, she seems badass. So up front right away, I did like her. I'd say more than I liked her at the end of the book. Right. But, um, so they take her and instead of taking her to like what I feel like these four crazy, huge, rich men, bad men, bad men, killers. I mean, yes. Take her to a basement and I don't know, put her on a chain or a something a that, you would, that you would think a kidnapped person would be put into. They take her to like their apartment. Yeah. Very personal. Yeah. And put her up in this lavish, lavish fucking room. Yeah. That's no, I mean, feel free to kidnap me and put me in a fucking beautiful ass condo. Yeah. In a gorgeous room and supply me with food and a nice, warm, comfy bed. And I was sleeping in a shithole before. Yeah. I mean, I'll stay here. Oh yeah. And there's like no chains. Like she's not locked in a room. She's not told like, you know, here's your water and you're like one slice. She's not being treated like a criminal or like a, a, you know, captive. captive. However, they continue to tell her you're our captive. Uh, okay well sweet while i'm you know sitting here flipping through your satellite fucking tv right whatever dicks and and they're like two of them are like instantly in love with her from the beginning like all sweet to her and like calling her babe and i'm like you fucking kidnapped me after i hit you with a bat you put me up in your house (laughs) and you're openly talking free about your business in front of me it's just not realistic none of that just doesn't that's not what i would picture like that's situation to be right and so she goes through these like you know they're nice to her and she tells them to fuck off and that just makes them want her more Mm -hmm. but she's starting to kind of see the differences between them and then the author starts explaining the differences like the main what i feel was the main kind of leader of the group is writer my favorite he's my favorite if i had a favorite he it would be writer and he's just kind of what you almost read about in every mafia romance like he's just the badass and you know whatever and hot you know and of course they're all hot like whatever he's like the leader he's like always like in a you know three-piece suit Kind of like the brains of the operation, I guess is how I kind of picture him. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenzo is his real brother. Yep. Um, he's like kind of like charming and sweet and very observant. He's like their money man. The gambler. The gambler. He's kind of like the sweet one, I think, of like the group. I think that's why she likes him the best First. up front. Mm-hmm. Um and then Garrett is, I guess, the muscle. Yeah. Like, very big and imposing. He also hates women, which we'll get into. So, he's just mean. He's like a retired MMA fighter. Yeah. He's just mean and angry all the time. Uh, and then Diesel, which... He's just fucking nuts. He is a psychopath. He's 
this is my note about him. Death, blood, and violence. They're his jam. That's like what I said about him. I feel like that is everything he is. Just he's their killer. He gets the information from people. He tortures them. He loves it. And it's just he is. I had a hard time reading much of anything about him. He calls Roxy Little Bird. He never calls her by her name. That's like his name for her. But what do vipers do? Like they kill birds. So essentially that was like the first reason. Then it became like a sweet, his version of sweet later on in the book. But um, yeah, he's real fucked up. He's real fucked up. Yeah. So, I mean, again, she starts to, you know, spend time with them because they're, I mean, she is technically a captive. So even though they all have shit to do all day long because they're running, you know, multi-billion dollar mafia businesses, um, one of them has to usually stay with her. Um, And so she gets to spend time with them individually and learn about them individually. And then she starts to almost immediately feel like she doesn't hate them, but she feels like she needs to tell them all the time. I hate you and you know, blah, 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 but she doesn't. So that's where it gets annoying and really repetitive. Like six chapters in, I'm already over it. Right. Um, But then of course, now that she doesn't necessarily want to slit their throats in their sleep, Mm -hmm. we've got to determine there's four dudes and we're really early on in the book. Who's going to fuck first. And so, and the author doesn't disappoint here because she starts that out with a fucking bang because it's Kenzo. Yes. And it's just one of those situations where he's the one that's watching her yeah. and everyone else is out and he decides, you know, he's the gambler. He wants to play a game and mm-hmm. they play some kind of game and what's on the line is, you know, essentially yeah. her ass. Like, yeah. you you know, you're going to have to fuck me. So she, he, she, you know, she loses and um, she lets him like go down on her mm-hmm. and, you know, fuck around with her make her come a couple of times. But when it comes to actually fucking her she was like nope never mind i don't want to like i'm not gonna go this far right you guys kidnapped me fuck you and then he turns around and says well fuck you too bitch like we've gone this far right. what the fuck so this is where the dubious consents yeah. we you know in this book you start out your first sexual encounter with these people and the consent is kind of tricky yeah but you know just move past it you're early in the book right. you got loads to go you it's have to get very, past like it. He knows her body is like saying yes, but what's coming out of her mouth is like no. no. And she's beating him. Yes. Up. She's like beating the shit out of him. Biting and him, he's kicking him. Not being gentle. They end up on the floor. He ends up fucking her. And she's like, no, stop. But also No, don't stop. I'm I'm orgasming and yeah. I'm pissed about it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but she does have like orgasm regret. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then also Diesel sees it. Like he comes home, he sees like the tail end of them fucking. So I think now in his mind, he's like, oh, okay. Like she's, she's down to fuck. So now he's got his psychopath mind reeling around that. Right. Um, but he goes away. He doesn't do anything at that point. He just keeps flirting yeah. with her and teasing her and right. like, you know, it's going to happen. Right. But he also wants her to know, like, he's not ashamed of his crazy. No. So he's like always talking about like, you know, oh, if, you know, if you let me fuck you, like that yeah. would be almost as good as if I let you shoot me or some right. shit. Like he's just off his rocker. But yeah. 
Um, you know, she doesn't end up slicing Kenzo's throat. No. Like, you know, she just goes on about it. And then she goes on about them. I think Ryder is the next one. Um, yeah. And that was, you know, the sex is all decent. Like, it's all, you know, whatever. The hottest for me with Ryder. Yes. I've, yes. I prefer the sex scenes with Ryder. Because he was, like, aggressive. But not, like, I feel uncomfortable and I can't right. feel, I, I can't finish this particular scene I that rarely happens to me where like a sex scene starts and I'm like okay yeah. I'm not into this like I'm I'm not sure I can finish it let's just forward through it but with writer scenes I was like oh okay this is hot yeah um yeah because he's very yeah. like aggressive yet worshiping yeah like yeah. you know all the great mafia yes. boys do so yeah then there's that. So yeah. then she starts with Garrett, although Garrett is the one that has like chick issues and hates women and never kind of, you know, always mouths off to her, like never gives her. He's always like, what the fuck do you want or get the fuck out right. of this room or, he's you know, whatever. Mean. And she doesn't like that he is mean to her. And so she's actually pushing to, you know, have something, you know, sexual with him. And they end up having where basically he just like throws her down on the ground on her knees and like forces her kind of to, you know, suck his dick. And it's like bloody. It's like teeth no. mashing, blood on her lips. I know the second the he's going so aggressively, my my lips are splitting, splitting. I immediately i'm like no no go i don't like this this is i'm not into this right that was probably the first and it wasn't even a sex right. penetrative sex scene it was just a blow job yeah which i don't know a lot of the times in the romance world a blow job is just as much for the girl as it is for the guy right the girls are always getting off on it and they want to do it she wanted though she wanted it though too which is kind of where i felt this is where i kind of turned a little bit on her as far as she's also maybe not right right like there's something maybe about her that is more like diesel than kenzo for example right um so i think it's at this point I mean, yeah, she did beat the shit out of Kenzo when they were having sex. But I think I feel like at this point is where we kind of realize, like, okay, she likes pain with her sex. Right. They kind of go hand in hand for her. Like, she doesn't need it, but, like, most of the time she wants it. Right. So I think at that point is kind of when, like, her sexual preferences were kind of put out there as yeah. far as what she actually likes. Yeah, because she let him you know, yeah. abuse her, you know, yeah. in that way. But he's also yelling at her yeah. the whole time. Like you're a disgusting slut yeah. and you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's getting off on right. that too, but he won't fuck her. No. Um, but, and then he like pushes her, you know, he'll come and like pushes her away and like yeah. leaves. And so she's still like, well, I've got to crack that nut. Like, right. really? No. Awesome. Like, cause you know, you haven't already had two of the men in the house right. that are fucking brothers, right. like blood brothers. Yeah. But Okay, let's go on and let's go to Diesel because that's what happens oh, next. God, now, guys. just setting this up for you, she goes to play with him in his basement dungeon. Hard stop. Yeah. Red flag. Yeah. Immediate red flag. You're taking me to the basement where you kill people. In fact, there's someone down there. There's someone down there right now. And Getting I'm going, tortured. I cannot. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot. I almost was like, 
Ooh, I don't know if I want to continue on this because you know they're going to have sex down there. You just don't know what it encompasses. Mm-hmm. Um, on a sidebar, when we first read this book, we read it together at the same time. And she said, Jillian said to me, uh, by the way, uh, this is what's happening right now uh, in this chapter just a heads up because it's fucked up. And she told me, which we'll tell you in just a second. And I was taken aback. I was taken back. I was not a lot of things shocked me. This shocked me and also made me close my legs really tight and just not want to have sex for a while. Mm -hmm. It freaked me out. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So Diesel is torturing someone because you know again mafia kingpins. Right. They're here. in a war. They're in a triad yeah. war. I mean, but they've stopped this. You know, to pay attention to this chick, they're letting live in their house and fuck all the time. But okay. Anyway, this is Diesel's turn. So this is what he's doing. He's like you know half torture or torturing this guy and flirting and you know fingering Roxy who's just got kind of sitting on his toolbox waiting for this dude to die. And then he decides he's going to fuck her. So he like, you know, chains her up, of course. Well, he kills the guy. Oh, kills the guy. Throws his dead corpse, corpse. in the corner. And then locks Roxy up in the cha- same chains with the blood still on them. Nope. And, okay. So, I mean, they're going to do a lot of gross shit. And he's going to say a lot of gross shit. Because he's a gross fucking yeah. dude. But I am not even kidding you. <laughs> not even kidding you. That this motherfucker took after i mean he slices her up too during sex but he literally took a knife and put the hilt of the knife in her ass then starts fucking her and so then the The, knife is cutting him stabbing him repeatedly with every thrust and they're both loving it yep okay yep now first of all blood play not my jam not mine i've not read many books where blood play is a thing Mm mm-hmm um, so number one, no go on the blood play. No. I wasn't into it. I get the possibly wanting pain, like to be spanked or whatever during sex. Cool. But also I'm gushing blood and I don't want to be covered in mine, yours, or homeboy over in the corners. Mm-hmm. The dead fucker. Right. In the corner. Um, not my thing. Yeah. Also, what's not my thing is putting objects like a knife in my butt. Right. I mean, you're or anything in general, really. You're a billionaire. You have money. You you can't buy a decent ass plug. I mean, you could shape it in any shape that you wanted. Right. And yeah, but really, but how about not having a blade sticking out of it so that you're repeatedly yes. getting stabbed? She had when they were done because they both came because they're psychos. Yep. She had to stitch him up because he was losing, first of all, it was so deep, but he was losing blood. He could barely even walk. Mm -hmm. So whatever, it's done. They go upstairs and one of the guys has to take over and like put her in a bath because, and they were shocked that she survived. They didn't even know if she would survive. Now, they're already having feelings for this girl and they send her into a basement with one of their friends, okay, best friends, not blood brothers, whatever, 
And your first thought is like, I hope she comes back. <laughs> I hope she comes back. Is she going to survive? What is that about? I have no idea. It's nuts. It's absolutely. And how, I mean, just the, oh, how unhygienic. I, you know, and just, ugh. And ew. No. No. no, there is nothing about any of that that is sexy to me. Now, let us say, we are not trying to smut shame no. anyone. It's just not our thing. If that's your thing, hey, more power to you. Like, go nuts. Let your freak flags fly. Whatever it is, you do you, boo. But we're just saying, we have read a lot of shit. And when we read that, it was an instant conversation of like, have you got to that sentence yet? And she's right. like, no. And I'm like, how do you feel about knives in the ass? And she's right. like, what is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why is that still an option? Right. Like it, I was, I, it shocked me. Yeah. Which is difficult after all the books we've read. I, I feel like, um, but yeah, it was yeah. definitely a shock factor. Maybe the author one day, maybe that was her goal was a shock factor, a crazy guy. You hear these trigger warnings, but most of the time it doesn't really, I don't need, I don't have triggers normally when I read a romance book. This book needed a trigger warning. Oh, it had it, but it needed like a bigger right. one. And I don't, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Yeah. I think we both took a break. Yeah, we did. We took a break for a minute after, yeah. you know, reading all of that and then I will say that nothing that bad happens again as far as like where I wanted to just be like, nope, this is a do not continue type of situation. Well, there was one more scene with Diesel that I had issue with, but that's in a minute. Yeah. I mean, like, so from this point on, yeah. every time her and Diesel are together, it's cringy. It, it is kind of cringy. There's always some kind of, like, he always will like slice her somewhere. Like she has yeah. to be bleeding or having some kind of pain somewhere for him to get off. And that does, you know, continue to yeah, happen throughout the book. But, you know, after we've gotten through Diesel, we do round back around to Garrett. Yeah. And she does eventually fuck Garrett, but Garrett has an issue. Yes. Women issue. Yeah. So his ex uh, essentially turned on him, tied him up, sat on him, as if she was going to ride him and stabbed him many, 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 many hundreds of times. Right. He barely survived. So he has issue with a women. He has issue with anyone being on top of him and he has issue with being restrained. Right. So he doesn't like to be touched. Right. He's just, he's not, I feel like fit. <laughs> to be a boyfriend right you know or a, in a relationship of any kind just has a lot of triggers yes which they do eventually get through and they do build a relationship and they find their way to have sex without it triggering him he just has to chain himself yeah. well actually they get diesel to help chain yeah. him to the bed so she right. can write him but eventually yes it becomes kind of sweet. Yeah. So she does have to work through, like she puts in the work with Garrett yeah. where I don't really feel like she has to change yeah. much for anyone else, but she's willing to do it for Garrett. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you a TikTok story because we all know I love my TikTok. Um, and then we'll wrap it in a shout. So 
We'll be right back. All right, back from the break. So this TikTok story. TikTok story. So I was browsing. Maybe I was deep into a TikTok hole. I'm not sure. But I ran across this girl who like posts about new books in the romance world. So I'm writing my notes because I'll always get that's how I get some where I get some of my books that I start reading. And her question of the day was, what is the first book that you read that got you into like the romance, dark romance, small world. And so I'm reading through the comments and a lot of people said this man, uh, which was a series that we did our first two episodes. And there were, a, there were a lot of them, a lot of different options. And one girl said this book, Den of Vipers. Immediately I was like, there's no way. If this was the first book I ever read in this type of genre, mm -hmm. I'm not um, 100% sure I would have continued on. This is not for the faint of heart. It is not for new romance book readers. Also, where do you go from here? If this yeah. is the first book you've read. So I do highly suggest if you've not read a romance book or you've read a couple and you're not really sure what it is, this is not the book to start. Uh, also, don't start with uh, reverse harem books. No. Start with like, you know, your billionaire book. Even stay away for a minute from mafia books. Those yeah. can get a little aggressive too. Right. Like millionaire, like Step brother, brother. brother's best friend. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that yeah uh i could not believe when i saw that this was the first book that she ever read i would have run a gazillion miles from this genre right uh so don't do that guys yeah, don't no. do that no because these are not good people no and i think that was my major part of like the struggle bus to finish this book which mm -hmm. took me a really long time yeah because i just couldn't get over there's no redeeming quality about any of them and like when you read these mafia books like generally the mafia don is um, not a nice person like you can't yeah. be like a good person but they change or you see mm -hmm. glimpses of some kind of like happily ever after or real love right and in this book it was like these four mega mafia men who have nothing but hate and you know raining down discontent on everybody in their lives see a picture of a girl they're taking as a debt and they just fall in love like every single one of them, maybe not Garrett right away, but they just only literally fall in love uh -huh. with her before they even stick their dicks in her. And I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? No. Yeah. Like they're tattooing their bodies. Yeah. Like Diesel got like a little bird like over his heart. Like, okay, cute, sweet. Sure. For 10 seconds. But then you turn around and you're like torturing somebody to death and letting lighting them on fire like it's in, it's intense yes yes um and i do want to say to you know that they are falling in love with her you know she's falling in love with them but right now she's still like well 
I like them. Maybe I don't hate them as much, but I still also don't have my freedom. Right. Like she knows she can't leave. So how far can you really fall in love with somebody when it's not your choice? Like you don't have a choice to be there. So the book does start moving in the direction of she wants her freedom, but she still likes them. And the guys are like, we love her, but Ryder knows and is aware that she will never be able to fully return their feelings if they don't give her a choice. Right. So they do. They give her a choice. They and tell she, her she's free. Right. And she runs. Yes. To, to the, the garage. garage. <laughs> she makes it from the penthouse to the garage into like the fucking Ferrari right. whatever that they bought for her. Right. Um, and she can't leave. And she can't leave. Right. Right. So she decides, okay, I love these guys. I cannot live without them. Sidebar, I love being tortured. That's what yep. that said to me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> then they know they're down there. Yeah. Because you know they're watching her. They're watching her from the garage yep. and she decides yep. to go back. And so, so they punish her by having a five way yeah it's fucking orgy right that's it i mean they're just yeah like two of them are fucking her at the same time right but she's being punished and right. being told she can never leave again yeah. or they'll kill her i mean right. like that's what i want to hear like right. absolutely i love yeah. you too by the way if you ever step foot out the store without one of us we're gonna slit your throat right well thanks yeah great can i just yeah. have a diamond instead that'd right. be wonderful like here's your freedom but also not yeah your freedom yeah so and again <laughs> mafia book so there's an actual mafia war going on and these jokers do have fucking jobs yeah. but literally the next however many hundred pages is all about them fighting fucking oh yeah we have jobs in a war that we have to figure out mm -hmm. let's fuck some more let's fight some more let's gang up let's have two ways let's have some three ways let's go back to one in a corner yeah. like it's just out of control yeah. too long too long it too was. much i don't care I could have done with 300 less pages. Yes. Because, like, yes, you're in a war. Do I need five to seven chapters about a war? No. I get it. I get it. It's there. It's happening. But, like, yeah. I don't need to know your every fucking move. Right. Well, I mean, because, you know, they have to stop what they're doing so right. they could go home and fuck their chick. Right. And I'm right. just, no, no. Anywho. So the story then basically it starts to ramp up again to something else. I mean, again, we still have the war going on, right. but we also have Garrett's ex-fiance that has shown up. So Garrett's like in a coffee shop and this like person in a hoodie that's like half disfigured shows up and come to find out he thought that the ex-fiance was dead. He thought that Ryder and Kenzo and Diesel killed her when he was unconscious and right. recovering from her almost killing him and they like set her on fire or something. Cause, but she lived yeah. and now she is working with the triad to get back at them. Mm -hmm. So she wants Garrett back and knows that he has this like girlfriend mm -hmm. named Roxy and fucking hates her and just wants to, you know, kind of show up and shake things up at this point. Right. And Garrett loses his cell phone or she takes his cell phone Ugh. because the next thing you know, Roxy, who has bodyguards now, um, gets a text from Garrett saying, meet me at this place. And so she goes with the bodyguards. But, you know, duh, at this point, like, you already know it's the ex-fiance. Right. Let's pause here. This yeah. is what's going through my mind. Yeah. A, the second 
the guy that Garrett realizes he lost his phone and you were just with your crazy psycho ex. Obviously she took it. Yeah. So let's be serious there. So a, uh, why didn't you hitch a ride back to your fucking pit house to make sure Roxy was fine. Right. Or in general. Cause now you have no phone. Mm -hmm. Well, he still has bodyguards. Right. Why aren't you using homeboy's right. phone and calling Ryder Somebody. to be like, yo, guys, I right. lost my phone. I'm assuming there's right. criminal activity on this phone as well. Right. I, I, I he just, was just cool. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess my phone's gone. Huh. Really? really? So, and also then you have Roxy who knows that she, that everyone's in danger because of this war. So she's got all these bodyguards. Right. She gets a text from Garrett saying... Hey, I need your help. Come meet me. Okay. They have you with bodyguards, which means they don't want you to leave. So one, why would he text you? B, he don't need help with nothing. Right. There's nothing you can do that's going to help him with anything that he's doing. You're like 120 pounds. There was just no... No need for her. No, I, I just don't understand so many things. Yes. That I was just like, this is dumb. They are dumb. No common sense here. So, of course, they kidnap Roxy because they ambush her when she gets to this supposed meeting Garrett location. Right. Then the guys, oh, finally we find out that this happened because it took five hours for, I don't know, one phone call to be made. So they tear the city apart, trying to figure out where they have Roxy. They end up realizing it's in like an abandoned hotel that they own. They go find her. She's fucked. Like she's been beaten and all sorts of shit at this point. Cause she was actually kidnapped and actually treated like shit. Right. Um, and then Garrett gets taken. And then Garrett gets taken and Kenzo gets stabbed. Right. So, so basically they don't yeah. know where Garrett is at this time. Cause mm -hmm. like, you know, diversions are all happening and whatever. Um, and so it ends up being Kenzo and Roxy and Ryder and Diesel have to get Kenzo to like emergency help before he dies. They basically drop him off like with yeah. a doctor and then like Ryder and Diesel and Roxy take off to find Garrett and they do find him. Yeah. But this is the only part of all of that nonsense that I thought was kind of funny Diesel with his crazy ass has some kind of like unicorn fanny pack on right. that he has his grenades in. I know. Because he just opens up this like fanny pack when everyone's like, why do you have fucking unicorns on it? And he just starts pitching grenades. Anyway, it was funny. He's fucking crazy. He's fucking nuts. But they do, you know, they find Garrett. They kill the bitch. There's like 50 pages of action. People yeah. are all fucked up, but whatever. Yeah. They all make it home. Everybody lives. Everybody recovers. Um, and you know, pretty much at that point, like now she's in love with them. They're all in love with her. Everyone said it. Everyone's enjoyed a couple of times of group sex and crossing the swords. Right. And then Ryder buys this house. Well, they all buy this house, right. I guess, um, for Roxy. It's all black. It's weird. Cool. They describe this house. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, of course, it has a fucking dungeon. Right. Like, she's going to die eventually. So quit sending her down there. Yeah. But whatever. It's cool. Um, and they live together. And then they end up taking... They blindfold her. 
tell her it's a surprise. Right. They take her to a judge and they all marry her. They don't ask right. her. They're just like, we're going to get married. Right. Here's a judge. We're getting married. Yeah. And the um, judge is even saying like, you know, this isn't legal. Right. right? And they're just like, yes, it is. Because like, we have a gun. Do it. Do or we're going to kill you. So yeah, she agrees to marry them and they live in this house. Yeah. They each give her a ring that signifies like each guy. Bleh. I mean, I will take Ryder's ring. Yeah, it was like, just a big old rock. Right. And the yeah. other ones were weird. Well, the, the author described it, too, like how Ryder is. Like, yeah. cold yeah. and clinical. And he kind of is, yeah. but in a really hot kind of yeah. way. Um, and then, like, I don't know, Diesel's has, like, flames, like an orange stone with flames on it. Yeah. Kenzo's was, like, red with dice. Yeah. Garrett's was actually the ring he gave to the ex-fiance. Yeah, which I thought was weird. It was weird. He gave it to her and was like, well, this ring should have been yours all along. Well, how the fuck? Why didn't you buy me a new one? Right. I don't want the ring that was on the bitch's finger that kidnapped right. you twice, motherfucker. Right. I thought that too. Yeah, I was it was like, weird. That's weird. Why didn't you just buy a new ring? But why would you expect anything else from right. these, like, you know, jo just insane. I know. Insane it people. Was. Insane. So I actually did look up a couple of reviews, uh -huh. um, like the one star reviews yeah. and the consensus that I got. And this was just like quick ones from Amazon. Um, but like some of the, the people that really like you, if you gave this book a one, like you really hated it. Yes. There was not a whole lot of middle people. Right. It's pretty much like everyone either absolutely loved it. Five stars. Right. Or I cannot believe this garbage ever got into yeah. print one star. Which I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. You're I'm in the middle in the, too, yeah. which is why we ended up doing this yeah. as a review because we did, I mean, Morgan finished it before me. It took me a little bit longer because I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. Like, I would have to set my psych myself up for it to be like, what's going to happen now that's going to piss me off? But I'll yeah. read it. Um, but a couple of these reviews that I loved that are just like, why? If you gave this five stars, are you okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that. The other one was like smut film meets the Godfather. And again, it's just, you know, there might be some parts in this book or you might identify with like one character. He might be like your kink. Yeah. Um, writer was the closest one that I had that was to my particular yes, liking. Me too. But I mean, you could have set him on fire too. And I would have been like, nah, next yeah. book. I liked, see, and I liked writer and Kenzo because mm. I just felt like Kenzo was kind of like sweet and charming, but he was also kind of a dick sometimes. But I liked, I liked him and writer, probably writer more on like the sexual side of things, but. I could have done without Garrett and Diesel. They were way too much They could have even me. been the same person. Yeah. So a lot of reverse harems, or at least the ones that we got into yeah. originally in this last summer, had to do with usually about three different men. Yeah. And... Like, there's one... There's four, but, like, one isn't in the, like, the sexual... Right. Yeah. 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 And to me... I just can't get jiggy with reverse harems. They're just yeah. not for me because, I mean, again, these are books. They don't have to be realistic and I don't yeah. expect books to be realistic. Yeah. Like I'll read fucking anything, <laughs> but it was just like, to me, those type of relationships that, that end up being love. I mean, this is supposed to be true love by the end of the book right. to get there. My journey was a little different. Like, I just don't feel like you can commit that much to different people, Yeah, but I'm, I've got, you know, blinders for one man. So right, that's right. all I can handle in my life. Yeah. I just, I kind of feel like there's one person for everybody. And if that doesn't work out, then there's someone else better out there for you. Right. I just, I don't know how you can 
love for three or four different men at the same time equally and be able to give equally to each one and not have that, well, I like this about this one and I don't like this about this one. It just, for me, it isn't realistic to have full-blown relationships with four people at the same time. Also, my vagina would hurt. That's too, oh, that was too much it's sex. It's too much. There was absolutely too much sex. Just there know. is no way this right. chick could take four dicks, right. a bunch of appendages, right. you know, just different things were shoved up yeah. in this chick all the time. We're talking, her mouth, her, her lips are bleeding. Hairs being pulled, legs are in all different there directions. A, there was a gun in one scene. It wasn't oh, yeah. loaded. That was a diesel one. That was a shocking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just when the sex gets cringeworthy, or like, how do you have sex with four guys every day? It's just it's too much. Multiple times yeah. a day. Yeah. Yeah. Sure we will eventually review another reverse harem. We have a couple that we liked and didn't like. Um, but next week's episode, go ahead. This is this one's one of Jillian's favorite. It is. So we're gonna jump to some paranormal vampire hotness. Um, and it's gonna be the series called The Protectors by Teresa Gableman. Um, it is a Kindle Unlimited series, so if you get an opportunity to browse a couple of those. Um, but we are going to actually just use one episode to touch on the series and why we think it is a great series. Um, so we definitely look forward to talking about that for next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, don't forget to subscribe, review, like, comment. Yes. Do all of the things to help support us. We appreciate you guys. Have a good week and we'll yeah. talk to you next week. All right. Bye, guys.